When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. back live at the ice den in scottsdale again we got the coyotes going on the ice here in just a few minutes welcome in to the coyotes podcast don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcast can't speak we need leah back right now and leave a five-star review i'm pd along with craig morgan as always and today we have a very special guest and I'm going to read this. This might take me a minute here. His title. The Coyotes Director of Hockey Operations and Salary Cap Compliance. Do we get it all? Oh, nice. Do we get it's it all? It's a mouthful. Does that take two business cards? Yeah, is it's, a, it's two lines. I'm trying to get to three one day. That's the goal. <laughs> That's impressive. I wish I could. Like, I don't even have a business card. But <laughs> David David Ludwig joins the show today. And we're going to talk all things cap related uh, in today's show. So welcome to the show. Yeah, we might talk some having. other things too. Yeah, we are. you guys got them. I'm, I'm yeah. ready to. Yeah. Are, you, are you actually ready for this? I'm ready. You tell me what you got. <laughs> well, Craig's going to start us off, and I, I, I have no idea what direction we're going because I did not read the show run. That's no, not surprising. That, it, it is not. See, he already knows who you are. So, let me preface all this: what you do is is mostly secretive. Actually, this is—I don't think a lot of cap guys actually go on podcasts to talk yep. about what they do. And we're, of course, not going to ask you to reveal any state secrets because right. you know I don't want to end up dead in a ditch somewhere. Yeah, um, but. What you do, first of all, is critical, just critical to this organization. We'll get into that in a minute. But, but David, first of all, I want to get a little bio on you for, for our viewers. Um, so tell us where you're born. Yep, all the good stuff. Tell, tell us all your childhood loves. That we, we don't <laughs> yeah. have to dive into it that much. But I want to know his SATs. SATs yeah, 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 there we go. Yeah. All that good stuff. Um, no, I'm, I'm from uh, Los Angeles, California originally, so... Um, yeah, I grew up kind of a, a diehard Kings fan, which is probably uh, not Ooh, a great thing to say start, in, in, Coyotes, in, LA. Uh, in Coyotes world. Not good. Um, and I'll just tell you one uh, one love story is that my, my wife and I actually grew up on the same block uh, in, in Culver City, California. Uh, yeah, we grew up like 10 houses Did down Did you know her as a kid? Yeah, we went to middle, out of here. Yeah, I went to middle school together and uh, I used to walk home from school with her. So yeah, we went our separate ways. Went to, She went to U of A oh actually. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, yeah, I went to Boulder and uh, yeah, so we got back together after college and uh yeah, still together. So. Two former Pac-12 schools. Two former Pac-12 oh, schools. Yes. Too soon? Yes, too soon. That does hurt a little bit. Yeah. Um, when you were progressing through school, what did, what did you have your eye on? Did you know what you wanted to be at an early age? When did it become clear to you? Yeah, I, I always had my heart. I wanted to stay involved in hockey. I had played hockey my whole life growing up, and I, I knew I wanted to stay involved somehow. Um, I thought I wanted to be uh, a hockey agent. My dad actually went back and looked at, uh, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Kind of a, a booklet uh, one day, and it, and it said hockey agent when I was like, I don't know, 10 wow. years old or something. So, um, yeah, I went to school with that kind of in mind. And, and um, you know, I, I did a, I had an internship with the uh, Rocky Mountain Rage, which was like a team in the CHL in Colorado um, when I was an undergrad, just doing ticket sales, stuff like that. 
but just to see how it kind of runs behind the scenes was, was fascinating to me. Um, and then, yeah, that's why I went to law school was to, you know, to eventually become an agent one day. Where'd you go to law school? Uh, University of Denver is where I went to law okay. school. Yes. But you went to undergrad, undergrad somewhere, else. My, somewhere else. My undergrad, I went to the University of Colorado uh, in beautiful Boulder, Colorado. Have you heard of it? <laughs> they have you a, ever been there? Apparently, uh, they have a prime have, location. Uh, prime oh academics. All right. Let's just get into this and let's just say it outright. You're a CU fanboy, aren't you? Why would you say that? Is it the blender's glasses? I don't know why you say that. you got to be kidding me. Oh, my God. I had to bring a prop. I thought this question might come up. And they're here this week, too. They are here this week. We're going to get to that in a minute. Yeah. It hasn't exactly been a good run for CU. I don't know if you were there for part of the good run with CU or if you've seen any good runs with CU? Uh, my first couple years, we were, we were okay. We yeah. were uh, still in the Big 12 at that point. Yeah. Uh, we won the Big 12 North uh, my first two years. Wow. And then we actually got crushed by Texas in the Big 12 title game the first time when they had Vince Young. And mm-hmm. then the very next year, we got crushed like 72-3 to by uh, Oklahoma when they had Adrian <laughs> Peterson. So it was like back-to-back, yeah. tough, wow. tough goes. Uh, and then it was the low, the low periods uh, until, until this year. And uh, it's been quite the turnaround and, and quite fun to, to be a part of it. No, but you're talking about, and and I'm I'm swept up. Who hasn't been swept up in prime mania? Mm-hmm. And I, I I have to admit, I might root against them sometimes because I I don't know they were the underdog and now they're not so much. So will you be dialed in this weekend? Uh, I'm going to try to be. Uh, unfortunately, we're playing uh, at the oh, same exact time. Shoot, we're going to be there in, too. Uh, down in yep. Tucson. We're so, going to be in Tucson. We uh, will. Be. Actually, a funny story is that uh, so I do our preseason scheduling uh, as well for the team. And um, when when we made the schedule, we knew we were playing Anaheim uh, on October, uh, what is it, the 5th, 7th, yep. uh, down in Tucson. Um, and I knew that the Buffs were playing Arizona State that day here. And I just assumed because of the heat and At things night. like that, that it would be a night game. So I pushed uh, my counterpart with the Ducks to maybe mm. make it an afternoon game. And uh, it's, uh, it has come back to backfire on me thanks to the Pac-12. It should so. be 8 o'clock start. It should be laughing. 8 o'clock start. That's what I thought. And you have been laughing. You've been back here in the desert. Would have been perfect. I think it's only going to be like 94 that day. Yeah, so. it's perfect. It's great. Yeah, perfect. Perfect day. Perfect, perfect football. So obviously Prime got off to one hell of a start with yep. the Buffs. Um, it's been a little rough the last couple of weeks, although yep. nice rally yep. last week. How big of a fall would it be from week one? If the Buffs were to lose at Sun Devil Stadium on Saturday, oh, uh, I mean, you know, we were one and eleven last year, you know. So when when this year started, I was hoping for six and six, um, something like that. So the fact that you know we're three and two, we beat we beat a pretty good football team in TCU there. We beat both of our rivals with Nebraska and, and CSU. Um, so you know, yeah, it, it would be disappointing for sure, but. Um, I think, you know, Dion said after last week, like, if, if, if you don't see what's, what's coming with CU football, you're, you're crazy, you know. So um, I think with the recruits that we've got coming now, the, just the fact that we started 3-0, I think it got the ball rolling, got the recruits coming, you got the NIL money coming in. So, um, you know, I think the future's bright no matter what happens Saturday. But, uh, but Sounds I'm, like a booster. But I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm still, I think it's going to be a good day on Saturday. But All we'll right. see. Let's move on from college football. Yeah. I want to find out how you ended up also Denver-based um, I ended up with Kurt Overhart, who I've yeah. known. Uh, I, I think I told you the genesis of our relationship. It was the Kyle, Kyle Turris, Turris negotiation. Yes. So it didn't get off to a good start, no. but uh, I, I like Kurt. I've talked to him a lot. I have great respect for him. And I know you work for him, and he praised the hell out of you when you came on board here. How did, how did that relationship start? Yeah, no, Kurt's a, a great man. Um, you know, he gave me my first chance. So uh, kind of crazy. I, so I, I went to law school. Um, you know, I, I played hockey my whole life. I went to University of Colorado, went to University of Denver for law school. And then um, I... 
after my first year of law school, I studied abroad uh, over in London. Oh, like Leah. Jesus, like Leah. Oh, I studied you abroad. There we go. The vibe. There we go. You oh could just God. replace me on the show. It's perfect. It's perfect. I studied um, abroad. So, so anyway, she. Uh, <laughs> so I studied abroad in London. And when I came back, it was the start of our second year. All my buddies had internships at different places. And I, it didn't even cross my mind that like I was supposed to be doing that or looking for that. So I was kind of in a bit of a panic. Um, and first week of school went by i'm sitting on the couch on a friday afternoon um we get these career services emails you know and you get a thousand emails you don't read them right but i wasn't doing anything so i opened it and it said sports intern you know click here so i clicked it and it was hockey intern click here and i'm thinking like wait a second this is pretty cool uh so it says you know the description's like you know you must have a general knowledge of the game of hockey and be passionate about it right yeah. So I took the weekend, I got my resume together, I got my cover letter together, uh, I interviewed, I sent that in Monday, uh, I interviewed Wednesday for the job, uh, and then Friday they, they hired me. Um, I was an intern for my last two years of law school, mm. and then Kurt, um, you know, luckily saw enough in me to, uh, to hire me out of school. Um, and then I was there for eight more years. So I kind of went, I kind of went from like having nothing to having my dream job in a week. Well, you're uh, going to school. By the way, for everybody that's in school right now, that's how this usually works. Getting a job. (laughs) You send out one resume and then your career is set. In the field you want to go into. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Buddy, did not work that way for me. Anyway, but but that's, but, but that is awesome. So now you're, you go from that where you're on one side of the hockey game. Yeah, working and for an agent. Working for an agent. The dark side. It is yes, the dark the side. Dark and when you're when you're on the other side, the agents are the dark side, especially in the job you have right now where you're you're negotiating and working on these contracts and you're the capologist and keeping the money down and they want the money to go up. So how do you go from that side and get onto the team side with the coyotes? Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of a crazy uh, way that it unfolded. I, I wasn't, you know, looking to get out. Like I, I loved working for Kurt. I still talk to him all the time. He's, you know, one of my mentors and friends. Um but there had been times over those 10 years um, where I, you know, had been approached by other teams. Um, Kurt kind of has like a factory of guys that do my job. So uh, Ryan Miller in St. Louis is the assistant GM there. He was at University of Denver, then with Kurt. Josh Flynn in Columbus. Uh, Ryan Martin, who was with the, with the uh, Red Wings for a long time, now with the Rangers. So I'd always kept in touch with those guys. And they just said, you know, if you ever want to make the switch, let us know. We'll, you know, put some calls in, whatever. So... Um, you know, I thought about it, looked into it, nothing really came to fruition, nothing, it didn't feel like the right fit, you know, mm-hmm. for, for most of the time. And then, um, obviously Bill got hired, you know, during COVID and everything was, uh, kind of up in the air and, and going, going on there. And, um, when he got hired, I'd, I'd actually kind of heard it through the grapevine that, that Ryan Miller in St. Louis may come with him. And so just out of, you know, kind of a joke, I texted Ryan like three cactus and I was like, are you going, you know? And he's like, no, I'm not going, but I've heard that he might be looking for someone. And uh, would you be interested? And I said, well, I, you know, I don't know. Let me think about it. Um, so I talked to Kurt about it the next day. And he's like, you know, Bill's a great guy. You should definitely you should talk to him. Like, go through the process yeah. and see what it's, you know, see what it's about. So um, I, I, you know, I told Ryan, give Bill my number. And Bill called me and asked if I wanted to interview. I said, sure. And, and you know, I put together a presentation. Um, you talk about, like, I don't know, good omens and signs. I, um, we had done, like, spring cleaning at, at the KO offices, like, the year before this. And we had a bunch of extra jerseys lying around. Um, and I always liked the Coyotes jerseys. So we had like a Chris Colanos Kachina jersey yep. and a Jeff Tafe, uh, like the red and white <laughs> yeah, one, you know. Wow. <laughs> so I had both of them at my house. And I was just going through the closet and I found them. So I, for my first interview, I actually hung them. Get the hell out of here. Behind me. And I was like, I don't know, this <laughs> seems like money. a good. Yeah. Look at this. Um, so anyway, yeah, I went through the process. And uh, then I flew out here, met with Bill, met with Javier, um, met with the ownership. Um, you could just kind of sense that their passion and what they were trying to do and 
to turn this thing around and, and build, you know, build a winner, which has mm. never really been done here before, you know. So, um, yeah, my, we came out. And then the, the nail in the coffin is a good one, too. I, uh, my wife came out. We met Bill and his wife for dinner. Um, he wore his Stanley Cup ring mm. and he kind of showed it to me and he said, you know, I know you like working for Kurt and I know you like being on that side, but um, there's one thing that you can never get over there. <laughs> here it is. So that was, uh, nice you know, that's always the dream. So, yeah. so let me adopt my office space voice here for a moment yes. uh, because not a lot of people are familiar. I mean, they have a general sense, but yeah. what would you say you do here? Um, that's a fair question. Um, I, I, I do a little bit of everything, I guess I would say. Um, I think, you know, one of the cool things about my job is that no two days are ever the same. And I kind of get to have my hands in a little bit of uh, every department of the organization. Yeah. So um, it's a little bit cyclical. You know, right now we're, we're trying to make sure that our, all our roster paperwork is in. We're making sure that we're compliant for, for opening day, um, you know, on next Monday. Um, you know, all our guys had to go through waivers and just all that sort of stuff. Um, I do a lot of the budgeting uh, for the season, which I think probably a lot of people don't realize. Um, you know, we're, we're figuring out how much we're spending on sticks and flights and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, you had a major hand in plan in Australia, I know. So. Yes, yes, yeah. Australia, that was a big one. Um, yeah, and then, you know, obviously I think the summertime is kind of when my uh, season really kicks in. Um, you know, I'm obviously here during the season. I go on the road with the team, you know, uh, fairly often. But um, in the off season, that's when we're doing the contracts and, and the arbitration cases. I, I write all the briefs, um, you know, for the team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my main focus, you know, using my legal background to, to try and do that and then plan ahead for, you know, the, the signings that are going to come, how much money it's going to cost us um, in terms of salary cap planning, all that sort of stuff. So a little bit of everything. I I don't, yeah, I don't, go ahead. I have one question about that. You brought up arbitration, and we've talked yeah. about that on this show a lot. And, and it, it's, it's you, you praise and you love all the players on your team all the time, and then all of a sudden now you have to go into a different an arena, a different arena and go, we hate you, yeah. and we don't like you, and you're deficient in this area, and you're deficient in that area. What, psychologically, what's that process like for the management side? It's That's honestly probably been the biggest um I guess, you know, change for me because I, I had, I think, probably six or seven arbitration cases on the agent side. And in that sense, you know, you're, you're just trying to get, you know, the best deal for your client and right. you've got the PA on your side. Um, but on this side, yeah, I mean, it's you're walking a fine line, right? Because it's one of the few situations where the, the player's in the room for those hearings, right? And mm -hmm. he's not on all the phone calls with the agents, obviously. But if you actually go to the arbitration hearing in Toronto, he's there. Um, and, and so that's a different dynamic because at the end of the day, you know, we, we had it with McBain this year. We had it with, with Krauser last mm -hmm. year. Um, you know, you want those guys back. Like, they're big parts of our team. And, um, you know, I think the way that we try and explain it to them is, hey, just like you're doing your job on the ice, like, we're doing our job here. You know, we, we know you, you have a, a high value of yourself, and, and we do too. But at the same time, we have to look at the marketplace in the NHL. We have to look at the other guys that are out there. Um, and, and we have to think about the other 20 guys on our team, right? 21 guys on our team and, and uh, make it all fit. So it's nothing personal. And that's what we try and tell them. It's easier said than done. But uh, Amen to know, that. it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, I want to dive into this just a little bit more because I understand, you, I understand what your summers are. Your summers are yeah. chaos. Um, but on, I don't even know if it's fair to ask you what a day in your life looks like because it probably changes every day with all yeah. the things that you do. Like, what are you doing right now to prepare for this season? Yeah, I mean, that is exactly right. Every day is, is a little bit different, like I said. So right now, uh, the main thing we're focused on is is making sure that our, our, our roster is all set. Like I said, we're, we're making sure that we, you know, we're allowed to have 23 guys on our on our active roster starting on Monday. 
but at the same time, we've still got the contracts of Shea Weber and Brian Little and guys like that, right? So yeah. uh, Voracek. So we have to file the right paperwork for those guys. So right now it's it's dealing with the roster cuts. You know, this year training camp was because of Australia. We yeah. had, I think we had 73 guys in camp to start. Normally yeah. we have 50. Um, 73. Yeah, I okay. mean, we had 10 PTOs and all the ATOs and the rookie tournament and all that sort of stuff. So the last few weeks have honestly just been making sure that everything comes together for Monday and that we're compliant. That's, uh, you know, kind of the one job Bill told me. He's like, don't ever let us go over the cap and don't let us ever not be compliant with something. And I said, okay. Um, so it's that. And then it's a lot of uh, just like league matters. Like you have to get certain paperwork in by certain days and um, that sort of stuff. So really right now it's just a lot of like, you know, it's making sure we're set and then planning for the season and, um, you know, how much cap space are we going to have? What's what's the roster going to look like moving forward? What can we do at the deadline? You're starting to get ahead of that stuff, too. We talk about the number of contracts. We brought this up a lot, too, that you're allowed to have 50 contracts Correct. for the season. And we think you have 49. We think you do. No, right. I that hope you know yeah, the that answer. That is correct. I do know the answer. And, and, yeah. You always know the answer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't get paid to know the answer. But yeah. at 49, does that still give you enough flexibility to do things that you need to do throughout this season? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, you always want to have the most flexibility you can, whether it's salary cap space, um, you know, your reserve list where you're allowed to have 90 players, including your undraft or your unsigned players. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the 49 contracts. So um, I think it does give us flexibility. I mean, it's it's one of those things where last year and in the previous years, we probably had a few more uh, contract openings. But I think our roster probably wasn't as set either. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where last year we, we kind of knew we wanted Ivan to have a year in Tucson. So we were probably going to have to target a goalie on waivers. So we kept a contract spot open. You know, um, we knew that Valley, there was a good chance Valley was going to go on waivers from Calgary. That was the planning we had done ahead of time. So we left a contract spot open, things like that, right? So this year, we, you know, we signed Dumbo. We traded for Derby, for Jersey. Um, we've got Cooley in the mix, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's something that we're aware of. We know we're at 49 contracts. I think there's, you know, five or six other teams that are kind of in that 48, 49 zone. Um, it's something we're aware of, but I, I wouldn't say we're stressed about it or worried about it or anything like that. I wanted to ask you about this. The salary cap hasn't even been around for that long, but like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I don't remember like every team having someone that really specialized in this area. Maybe you remember it from, from the agent side dealing with teams on this, but everybody's much, phone is going yeah. off. That's that phone. Alert, everybody's right? phone. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, we knew. Did you turn yours off, buddy? No, oh. I didn't. But I heard it here in the building anyway. Okay, sorry. Yeah, that's true. That's right. <laughs> Back to the so, 10 to 15 years ago. Yeah. Sorry. How much more complex has this job gotten in the past decade plus? I mean, and, and then throw in COVID-19, right. a flat cap, uh, aside from all the other complexities of the cap. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's a ton of nuances. I think yeah. when, the, um, when the salary cap first came in, it's a little bit like analytics now. Like everybody's kind of trying to figure it out, right? And, and still take that next step and, and figure out what's, you know, what's important, what's not important. And so... I think, you know, since 10, 15 years ago now, there's so many different ways to go about the cap. And, um, you know, COVID-19 was its own world, right? That was my first year here. All my buddies at other teams are telling me, like, if you can get through this, you can get through anything, right? Like, we're, you know, yeah. there's guys going on the taxi squad to save cap space and, and things like that. Yeah, right. um, so there's so many little nuances of it. And I think, you know, now you see it in... Um, Vegas winning the cup last year with, with Stone on, on the long-term injury list, yeah. right? And then coming back, Tampa with Kucherov the year mm-hmm. before. Um, there's there's different ways to do it, and it's not enough just to spend to the cap now. You have to spend over, over. It, right? Vegas was at $100 million almost. Tampa at $100 million almost. You, Toronto, those, those types of teams, right? So I think last year, like, more than half the league was in LTIR by the time the season ended. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's evolved a lot. I think there's... Um, 
the flat cap was probably a good thing for us, to be totally honest yeah. with you. Um, Created opportunities. A hundred percent. You know, yeah. there were other teams that were cap strapped um, and we had ample cap space, which we could use as a, uh, you know, I don't want to say a weapon, but we could use it to, to help us. And, um, you know, we were able to get players that helped us at the time. The Andrew Lads of the world and, and Anton Stallman, guys like that, that were great leaders for us, uh, yeah. uh, you know, as well. But we were also able to get some draft picks out of it. We got, you know, Dylan Gunther through the OEL trade and, mm. um, you know, J.J. Moser through the Lad trade, right? So, um, anyway, it was, it, it's, there's a lot of complexities, a lot of nuances, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's important to have this job, not just because I'm trying to keep my job. That's not why I'm saying that. But, <laughs> job um, security. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's complex for sure. Yeah. But you look at one of the things that, that interests me is you look at a player like Clayton Keller. He signed years into the future. Yep. And you've got several players on this current roster that have years left on their contracts. Yep. And you don't know exactly where the cap's going to end up, maybe two or three years down the road. You, on your office wall, how far into the future do you have to plan and check boxes to make sure that you are not just compliant this year, but for several years? years to come yeah that's the hardest part i mean we, we try and do five years to be honest um you know if, if we could go longer we probably would do that too it's just at some point you know you're, you're just throwing darts at a wall right you don't yeah. know what this guy's stats are going to be so it's hard to project right. what his next contract's going to be um but at the same time it's it's you know, I've, I've probably got, I don't even know how many spreadsheets open on my computer at any one time, um, plus Google Sheets and tabs and all this stuff. Um, and then, you know, you're not just looking at your own cap too, right? But you're looking yeah. at every other team's cap situation yeah. too, right? To figure out, are they going to have to make a move here and, and that sort of stuff. So we've, I've got, you know, great help. Chase Glassberg in our office, uh, he works with the pro scouts to identify, you know, teams and situations and things like that. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of planning that goes into place. Um, and, you know, we do our best. We've got a bunch of guys that are up after this year that we're mm -hmm. kind of trying to get ahead of um, now just in terms of planning and what that could look like. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's controlled chaos, I guess. <laughs> so w when you play such a, a key role in all of this and you see this starting to happen now, and, and obviously we're, we're, we're still in a period of transition. Bill has said it himself. Yeah. I mean, he said it on media day. I'm not sure we're a playoff team yet. Yeah. But you're taking a, a major step forward. Mm -hmm. How excited do you get when you start to see some of the fruits of your labor? Yeah, on the it, ice? it's it's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, it's an exciting time, I think, to be part of the franchise and, and part of the organization. I think it's exciting for the fans. I, I know it's exciting for our players. Uh, I think Australia was great for us, to be mm -hmm. honest. We have a yeah. you know, pretty young team. And so for the bonding aspect of it, for them to get together and, and start to know each other a bit better and get comfortable, um, it, it's exciting. You know, I mean, you've got you've got Cooley in here now. Um, you know, you've got Gunner here, um, you know, even Keller, like I, I've, I've watched Keller for a long time. Like Nick Schmaltz is one of my clients on the, on the agent side. So I always kept track of the coyotes quite a bit, um, Devor, Christian Dvorak too. Um, but to see Kells here every day and, and the work that he puts in and, and just how skilled he is, like in practice and things like that, um, you know, the pieces are starting to come, you know what I mean? And, and now, you know, you're, you're going to mix in Zuber here coming into the future. You're going to mix in Maverick Lamaru. You know, you've got Connor Geeky, who's going to play a big part of this. Um, not to mention our, our two first rounders from last year was, was Sim, Simashev and Boot. So um, I think it's a, a real exciting time. Um, I, you know, I don't know, like Bill said, I don't know what, what our future holds this season. But, um, you know, I think there's a different vibe, I would say, mm -hmm. in the team. And, and we're just kind of excited to get going. And, and, and here we go. You know, here we go. We talked about skill on the ice. And so the natural transition is to talk about your game because apparently you still play. I do. And, yeah. and you're playing in adult leagues. We yes. call them beer leagues, but yes. I don't want to imply yeah. that you're drinking no, beer I, after I would, you play hockey. So we're calling it adult league for you. Yeah. And I was, I, this is a true story. Uh -oh. I'm not making this up. I got a phone call from my son who also plays adult league, but for him, it's absolutely beer league. And he yep. said, do you know David Ludwig? And I said, yeah. And he said, I think I just fought him. <laughs> 
in our game tonight at Adult Men's League. And I go, Jackson, really? You, you fought? And so I, can you please confirm or deny, did you fight my son <laughs> at Adult League? I don't think that I fought your son at Adult League. I think there were some maybe some words exchanged at the, uh, in the heat of the moment there. Uh, but uh, no, we had, uh, we, it's a pretty good league that we have here. I love this. Um, no, yeah, I, honestly, I love, I still love playing hockey. Like, you know, like I said, I played my whole life and uh, I played in Colorado the whole time I was there. I actually ran, ran my team there. So it was hard yeah. to, uh, to come here. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I play a couple nights a week here. And good a couple for you. Other, got a, I recruited a couple other Coyotes for the summer season too. So we so were, uh, we'll, we'll do we some more reporting good. on that incident. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'd like, I, I might now that I know he's, he's, you're still on the ice. I am absolutely going to come, come cover one of your games. You have to. Can't position. You have to. I play D now. I okay. play forward my whole life, but that's a lot of, you know, too much effort. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I like to stay on the back end. All right. I am supposed to ask you about one other thing before we let you go okay. here, David. I'm supposed to ask you about your your helmet choice at Skating for Layton. Uh, a, a source asked me to question you about that. So oh, what man. can you tell us? Uh, I was yeah. hoping to get a photo, actually, but I didn't I'll, get it. So. I will send you a photo. Okay. Um, it, that thing is great. It's a, it's like a yellow Yofa Gretzky oh, era helmet. Nice. But it's like bright yellow. Um, <laughs> I, I found it in a – we were playing in, actually in a, in a beer league tournament yeah. in, uh, in Aspen, Colorado, and we walked into the room and it was just like sitting there. Get out of here. Oh, yeah. And so I still have it. I – yeah, it's an incredible like the official bat. Can you the believe they used bubble, to wear right? those? Yeah, we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I used to wear it on the ice too. Oh, it's incredible! That, I love but it's that. incredible that they wore that like in yeah. an NHL game. I mean, yeah, there's it's no like a padding, kid's little plastic. No, no safety. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. Well, I can't wait. Make sure you send the picture yeah. along to Craig. And, and sincerely, I know you got to get to work. These guys are on the ice literally as we speak, and you yeah. got to go to work. We just want to thank you so much for coming in and enlightening and, and educating our fans a little bit on what it is you do, and wish you the best of luck in the season to come. Yeah, David, thank you for finally. I, I've been trying to do this for a while, so yeah. thank you for finally getting on the show and maybe peeling back the curtain a little bit, yeah, but no, not entirely. Thanks course. for having me, guys. Yeah. It was awesome, and we uh, we appreciate all the work you guys do. So, yeah, thanks, thanks for everything. Thanks, David. You know what? What everybody here can do is they can start to think about their bet MGM getting ready for the weekend. I know you can't bet on the Coyotes yet, but you can bet on college football. You can bet on the NFL. So just download the bet MGM app because it's a lot more exciting to watch these games when you got skin in the game. And right now we're going back to the MLB playoffs starting today, just around news. So make sure you get onto the bet MGM app and Get into the game. Sign up for BetMGM. Use the bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the sportsbook mobile application of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. And I will tell you this. I will be going betting on the Minnesota Twins today. Ah, I don't know if you watched them yesterday. Elite. Diamondbacks. Elite. I think the Diamondbacks are going to close yeah, that today, was a, too. That was a great game, So by the way. here's the parlay. Wagon. The parlay is the Minnesota Twins and Diamondbacks money line closing out so they can rest up for the next series. So that's the PD's money line tip wow. of the day. Jump on. Hammer it because I'm going to hammer it. And in the meantime, check out the show notes for more details. And now, listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Yeah, and I tell you what, it, that was a great interview, but I'm getting a little hungry. It mm. is getting closer to lunchtime, at least for me, because I get for both of us, because we get up at like five in the morning. Yeah. So it, it's it was almost lunchtime, and, I, and I'm excited because in just a matter of days, yes, 
you and I and Leah and Emma will be producing that show. So Emma will be along with us. And we are going to be at the Illegal Pete's in Tucson. First time. On First University time Avenue. Yeah, I, I can't I, wait. My son, we, he, he literally lived a block from there. And yeah. he would go there all the time. Two stories. It's a two-story building. So we will be at Illegal Pete's at 1 o'clock I on Saturday. I interviewed Connor Garland one time while he was Get at Illegal Pete's. Yes, it's true. In Tucson. While I, I was would playing for the Roadrunners. So if you're, if you're in Tucson and listening, if you're going down to the game, we will be at Illegal Pete's at 1 o'clock. It's just an informal um, meetup before because we need to have lunch before the game starts. And then the game afterwards um, down in Tucson for the Coyotes and the Anaheim Ducks. I, I tell you what, we've talked about Illegal Pete's a lot. I'm excited. I haven't been in a while because when the hockey season, I don't make my way down to Tempe as often as I should. So I'm excited we get to go down to Illegal Pete's. Stop in if you're there in Tucson. And if you're not, stop into the location in Tempe for its unbelievable food, friends. Wait, what is it? Buddies and beer? I want to do something with F. Food and friends. We've got to work on a third F. Man, right. But get your mind out of the gutter, Craig. <laughs> Illegal Pete's is your fun. go-to spot. That's a fun. Fun, friends, and food. It's not where I was going, so he was right, but go ahead. <laughs> Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot this summer. Stop by for happy hour, 3 to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer, or food, fun, and I already got my third F. Friends. Friends, there you go, buddy. Friends. There we go. For 28 years. Okay. Well, we, we, now we understand how the team was built. And I think now the next step we ought to talk. It, we're, we're 10 days away, Greg. I know. It's unbelievable. But here we are. I'm ready. I, I'm so ready for the season to start now. And you are going to be a part of this first road trip? I am. That's a, it's a rumor I heard. Yes. You're, you're going to the East Coast, similar to last year, where this team is going to start off on the road. So I thought we would take a look today at what the expectations are, what this road trip looks like versus what they did a year ago. And is there a benefit to starting off on the road? Because sometimes they've already been to, to Australia. Do they need more team bonding? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, you would know that as well as anybody. You were you were in that room for so many years and, and, and around it. Um, but yeah, I, Australia already was a, a really good situation for bonding. And as we've dis- discussed already, that was the NHL roster. So it's not like there's going to be an insertion of anybody else from the South. Like literally anybody else, it looks yeah. like, as, as, as we're looking at this roster. So I don't know if they need it, but I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea. The, the, the thing that I think about, first of all, last year was insanity. Yep. Last year was insanity. They played 16 of their first 20 games on the road. That's nuts. And that was, I, even though they didn't come out with a, an awful record, they started out hot. They tapered off. It affects you long after the 20 games are over. It, it seeps into the rest of your games. And I know this team did better than expected last year, overachieved. But it's exhausting when you're on the road that much. It's really hard to be away from home and away from your family. But it's a hardship on your families back here. There are a lot of issues with that. They don't deal with that quite on the same scale this year. They're still going to play 11 of their first 17 on That's the road. Crazy. So it's still a lot. But you get a four-game road trip, and you do sprinkle in some home games. So I think that'll help a little bit with this team's start. Yeah, and I can imagine the kids and wives and spouses and mm. girlfriends and such and dogs are sitting there going, well, wait a minute, weren't you just gone for nine days yeah, in Australia? Yeah, you on a suitcase again, yeah. can't you? I, I can. Yeah, yeah. And then and now, oh, we're getting on a plane again for another seven days. Oh, man, yeah. that, that, that life is tough. But when we go to last year, let's go look at last year first. Last year, they started off in Pittsburgh, and they got shellacked, 6-2. Then they go well, to Boston and get shellacked, 6-3. Then but Toronto, and we all know happens. CWP, what happens when the Coyotes play Toronto? They win. They always That's win. That's all they do is win. By they the way, Toronto the fans send mail to at Craig S. Morgan. And then they go on to lose in Montreal 
and Ottawa before getting a win on that last trip. They started off the season two and four on the road. And, and I tell you what, they were giving up this, but we're calling it tennis scores because they were 6-2, 6-2, 6-3, 6-2 are, are the games that it they really lost. Feel that way. So you talk about that. And, 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 and this year, they have four games to start the season. Where are their expectations, do you think? Are they looking at, hey, last year, two and four, can we do better than this starting off this season? Well, I mean, you look at the opponents, it's it's not going to be easy, right? PD first. And I look at that whole that whole cumulative thing. They went four, seven, and three in the next segment on the road. Six, 11, and three overall. That's 14 losses in 20 games, you know, even with the, the yeah. NHL's fuzzy math. So it was a struggle for them. To me, when I look at this first road trip, you know, we, we've heard all the, the chatter about the Coyotes could surprise some people this season. I hate to put so much importance on four games because it's a really long season. But you get off on the right foot on this trip, it could be a springboard. I'm going to be writing about this. This could be a springboard to the Coyotes at least playing meaningful games late in the season. But it's not going to be easy. Um, Talking about the New Jersey Devils, who Mm. some people are now starting to say, okay, are they ready to contend for a cup? You're talking about the New York Rangers, who I know you love the Rangers, PD. I'm not quite as high on the Rangers as you. But they're they're clearly a playoff team and a difficult out. Yeah, you have the New York Islanders who play a, a difficult style to play against, and then you, then you fly halfway across the country yeah. to go play St. Louis. And St. Louis, granted, it, they're taking a step back, right? But it it's not like St. Louis is a bad team. It's the tail end of a long road trip. You know how hard that is. So it, it's a tough road trip for them. But if they can make some hay on it, wow, you could come back and start feeling good about yourself. And here's here's something to think about, Craig, especially on as the, the season gets started. Yeah. Your identity of your team really isn't formed yet. And and I think that that bodes well for Arizona because you talk about the New, Jer- New Jersey Devils. A lot of guys are back. It's young. It's fast. But you're not into that midseason stride. You're not having guys on a 10-game goal streak. You don't have – your systems aren't there yet. Your team is – the game is a little sloppier yeah. in, in the first few games of the year. And I think that bodes well for the Coyotes being on the road because I think that there are less distractions. You're playing at home. You've got the home crowd. You've got families in. It's opening night. There's just more things going on. Yeah, you've got beautiful Newark. Yeah, Newark. They probably got a little parade in downtown Newark on the way to the building. So I, I, I think that, that that's – if you're going to play New Jersey, play in the first game of the year because I really like the New Jersey Devils. I, yeah, that's a really good hockey team. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're going to be there at the end of the season, but I think this is good for the Coyotes to play there first. And then the next two are tough because they're back to back. Yeah, Madison Square Garden is a tough building to play in. Period. I don't care when you play them, what time of year. That is a tough building to play in. But guys get excited to play there, just like they get excited to play in Toronto. You get excited to play in Madison Square Garden. The problem for me on that trip, the the, the one game is going to be really hard is the Island because it's a back to back. Off of the Rangers, the guys are going to be tired. Yeah, and you're going to see both goalies. I, I, just to get into the weeds a little bit, you do that sort of day hotel out on yeah. Long Island. I, I don't know how that all works out. Is it is it tiring? Just is it just to, to have to move to move and, and just just hang out for a day? Like what are we doing? And yeah, it's I, interesting because yeah. I've been talked to their travel guy Griff yet on that. What what normally would happen is you would play the Rangers and then you either go that day and travel to Long Island after the game, and then you spend that day before going back to the hotel. But what I think they're going to do is I think they're going to stay overnight at their hotel that they're they're at for New Jersey and New York. They're going to stay at that hotel, and then they will go do a morning skate at the island, and then they'll have a hotel room for three hours. So you'll do a morning skate at, on a back-to-back, huh? Yeah. Well, oh. no, they won't. They won't. I'm they sorry. Won't, right? You won't. Oh, okay. And the goalie, the goalie will go in for shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 most of the guys, you'll have to go get, get a day, day room hotel. Yeah. It is I, – I, I don't – 
uh, on, on that trip, the New York Islanders one is the one that scares me the most. And I think the New York Islanders style, too, it's a heavy, fast, yep. hard team to play against. They've got some big body guys to play up front. I think that's going to be a challenge for this team on, a, on the second game of a back-to-back because, you know, the Ranger game is going to be fast. It's high-skilled. You're probably going to be looking at killing a lot of penalties against the New York Rangers. They draw a lot of penalties with their style and how hard they get to the net. And so you're going to have a lot of tired legs by the time you play the island. Yeah, and you mentioned the energy of MSG, too. I, I wonder sometimes, like, when you – even if the, the Coyotes have had some good games there, some good performances. We remember the, the bar down OT winner from Derek Stepan, who oh, just yeah. announced his retirement. We're, in fact, we're going to have Derek Stepan on the show next week, so look forward to that. Um, but I wonder sometimes, when you play at MSG, does it sap some of your energy? Because it's, it's like performing on Broadway. It and is. then, like, when you step off the stage, it's like, I'm tired. I'm sure it is. And, yeah. and that, that has to be draining. One of the things you look for is what you will try to do as a coaching staff, then, is you'll try to insert some fresh legs and fresh bodies and that are also looking, hey, this is only game, game three that you're going to play in the island. So maybe there's a guy that's going to jump in the lineup or two, yeah. two guys and a goalie that are going to jump in the lineup that haven't played the night before. And that might spark them and give them a little bit more energy for that Islander game. And then to your point now, you get done playing in the island, you got to get on a plane that night, fly to a different time zone, to a different city. You're going to get into St. Louis so late. I think St. Louis, I'll take this one if if you're on your BetMGM app. app. I like the Coyotes in that St. Louis game. Um, I think that they'll they'll do a light day the next day and then they won't skate in a morning skate. So I think they'll have energy back for the St. Louis game. And I I think they play extremely well at St. Louis. Clayton Keller loves it there. (laughs) And so I would take any time Clayton Keller point and I would take um, the Coyotes money line in that St. St. Louis game. The other thing, though, is now when they get back there, they're not doing those trips um, that are that are they're coming back to the West Coast. They're playing their next road trips are in L.A. and then and then Anaheim. So they're they're not going back out to the East Coast right away again. So if they can survive this four game trip, I, I think that bodes well to set up the first twenty games. Of the I, season. A couple of things. Uh, first of all, you remember the back to back Washington and St. Louis. Thank you, NHL schedule makers. Yeah, back to back in D.C. And, horrific, and, and the, the airport's forty five minutes away. They won both games, and uh, if you remember, there were there were issues with the airport in St. Louis. I think the Coyotes got to their hotel room at like 4 a.m. Yeah, on a game day. And then won the next on day. On a game day. Yeah. So, so I, I like them in that game. The thing that Louis. drives me crazy sometimes about the way, way they schedule Coyotes games in particular, uh, uh, like I, I did a, a look at this for other Western-based teams. When they go east and they're flying back home for a home game, they usually get two days in between. Yeah. What do the Coyotes get? They one. don't even get one day like look oh, at the, it's 1 look p.m at, it's a, a matinee against the ducks at oh my home God. after a thursday night game in st after Louis. four game road trip it again nhl schedule their home opener yes it's one o'clock in the afternoon after a four game road trip to the east coast yep different time zones that's horrific you should it have is. two games it's, they get a day and a half it's terrible scheduling oh but, and look oh I, and i don't know what's going on on sunday at mullet so maybe there's a the show you always yeah, have to maybe. take that into account but ideally that game's on sunday oh, right okay craig i'm gonna put you on the spot then two things i want to know one where are you most excited to go out to eat on this four-game road trip? That is the most interesting question of the whole entire season. See, here's the thing. I don't even have to think about that really? in New York because I have so many good friends. Really? And every time I go back, it's, okay, where should I meet you guys? Like, like they, they organize everything. Like, I have a buddy that I went to. I, I hate to even say this because you're going to call oh me my bougie God. as soon as I say it. Prep school. But a really good friend from prep school prep who school. lives in New York, lives in Brooklyn. Us. And every time I go, he picks a different restaurant, just says, meet me here. Yeah, and, he, it's and he's good. bad in a thousand. And he nails so, it. Yeah. So you don't even have to pressure. And no let's pressure. be honest, he also pays. So 
<laughs> buddy, if it's free, it's for me. Free 99. <laughs> and so, then, I, then I go to brunch with other friends. I, yeah, I stay I don't with have a any buddy friends. in the West Village. I wrote about this in my last mailbag. He, he gives me a bed in his ridiculous apartment on, on yeah. the West River. So I don't have yeah, those problems. I don't, I don't have yeah. friends. Um, I, and I eat at the closest place to the hotel. <laughs> makes it really freaking easy. So the closest place, I don't care if it's good, bad, or indifferent. Doesn't matter. I love the New York. And trip, the last though. question I have to ask on this first four game road trip: How do you? And I, this is just we're going way out there. I'm going to put you on the on the line. Mm. What do they come back with after that four game trip? What is their what is their uh, what do they look like? Wins, losses from their first four trips. Are you going to answer this as well? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to answer this. Wow, this is tough for me. They're they're going to get a win. Will they get a second win? That's that's my question. There's a game's going to go into OT in this four game yeah. trip too. Can they get that second I'm win? I'd say that too. If they can, if they can get that second win, this could be a good road trip. You play, try to play 500 hockey. So on you think the road. A, a two, two, two and two is a, is a good road trip? Yes, I agree one, with that. One two and one is not quite what you want. So that's what they're going to be. One, I'm calling one. it one two and one. Okay, and the win is in St. Louis. The overtime. Oh, last I'm not, game of the trip. The overtime. I'm going to say is is in Madison Square Garden. Okay. Because they've done it before in that building and more than once where they've gone to overtime in that building. So I'm going a loss in Jersey in a tight, tight game that is going to be – I'm going to take the over on that one because I think that's hardest for the goaltenders to get into that stride. So look for those early games to be high scoring, especially Logan Cooley and Keller debut together on the ice. And then you look at the firepower that Jersey has. I think that's going to be a high scoring game. But Jersey, the win, overtime in in, in New York, the Islanders, they lose and they win in St. Louis. Okay. Do you like it? I, yeah, I, I can see that happening. And it, it, of all the games that could go to OT, yeah, I could see it happening at MSG where they've had some incredible theater. Unfortunately, they don't have Derek step on to win it for them in the closing seconds of OT this year. So one thing I think you should do is make sure you bring your Shady Rays on this trip to New York because you can bring several pairs. You can match all of your fancy suits. I think you only own one. So that's not too hard to do. You own your black suit, right? You own one suit? You I have suit? more than one suit. Do Thank you. you. Okay, but, well, you, oh. you get a pair of Shady Rays with each wow. suit. Okay. That would be the way to go. That's okay. a bougie Craig move. And Shady Rays, you can do that because they're so cost-effective. They protect your eyes, and we love Shady Rays. Still waiting for you to pass me some of those Wayne Gretzky uh, suits, by the way. So. Oh, buddy. Uh, it's so exclusive. He's too busy using them to dress skeletons in his front yard. <laughs> 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 no, that's Amen a true story. Wait, that. wait till you see what we do today, by the way. But <laughs> exclusive to our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And unfortunately, our set here is not dressed because we're only here at the Ice Den Scottsdale for just a very brief time. So we don't have all of our bobbleheads and decorations. By the way, most of the bobbleheads and decorations at the studio are Diamondbacks. It's because they make the playoffs. So when you make the playoffs, you get the, 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 the accoutrement and you get to have your studio dressed with all of the things like bobbleheads and designs. But if you need stuff getting ready for your sport, your team, please check out FOCO. And I want Sean to have the orange bib overalls. I keep talking about it. I'm going to get some bib overalls because I think I would look really good in them. I really do. And I'm not going to wear a shirt underneath not it sure either. I agree, but... Oh, no shirt underneath the bibs. Let's... Oh, I'm a like paint, uh, painted body. I, um, Syracuse plays at Yankee Stadium in November. So there's a chance I'm trying... I'm oh, going to try and meet a no friend shirt, of mine paint out yourself there. orange. I, I might pull out the... And by the way, okay. I looked at the chat for the first time. The Watts just said, is there any walking and talking? There, there might be. There and might it's be. not related to FOCO, no. but FOCO has always has your back at the Arizona Sports. 
And but that that line doesn't make sense. Can somebody rewrite that? Focal always has our back for Arizona sports, and they have yours too. Okay, I said it right at that time. Get the best gear around by visiting Foco.com using the code PHNX for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHNX for ten percent off. And while we're talking college sports and college bib overalls, hold on a second before you transition here. Can I ask one question? Yeah. How come when you use a word like accoutrement? It's not bougie, but if I drop it, I, I get yeah, endless true. shade. Because there's 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 two separate rules: rules for me and rules for you. Okay. And my rules, there fair. are no rules. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, uh, a few uh, of our diehards were were giving their predictions in the chat. Oh, okay, what do we got? We got uh, two and two. Lately, Asinine said two and two. I, he's got him beating the Rangers and St. Louis. The Watts two one and one. If they come home two one and one, oh, they're feeling five, good. Five points, the Watts. I like it. Aggressive. Brady, aggressive three and one. Mm. Wow, Brady. I don't know if you can drink that early in Kansas City, but maybe you can. <laughs> Robert also has him coming away with three wins. Lee, is, three, Lee oh, and I are in the same one, two, and one boat. Um, CWP's got four points, which is it's two wins, two overtimes. Or two, or one win, two overtimes, two wins. So I, one, one, and two? Yeah, well, four, four overtimes. Four, four, four overtimes? Four. Please, no. Joel, Joel at two, one. <laughs> God, Joel again, two, one, and one. Like these are, there's some aggressiveness. Robert, look at Robert. Three zero and one. I is anybody out there calling four and zero? And I'm, I, I, can I, wanna, I get a four and zero? Can we see Ogie's math? <laughs> like, I, I, there's four games, Ogie. <laughs> but it's two zero and zero. Like there's two games that are just they're gonna get canceled. Ogie, I'm right there with you. Okay, that's, maybe two games those, those get are canceled. My math skills. So go ahead. <laughs> oh, the PHL Phillies crew was rocking the Foco overalls at a post game. I told you that. Yeah, you left a letter off there. Of what? You said PHL. Yeah, PHL that's close enough. <laughs> Buddy, they, we're PHN. just using Ovals. There's Griff. There's the travel. Did you yeah, see, sure, the, Did you see sometimes... the travel guy, Griff? Griff has finally got to take a deep breath after the trip to Australia. He's David Griff. Is that what he's doing right now? I, looks like he's pacing. Yeah, he's got anxiety all the time. Tense. Not yeah. as anxiety ridden as I am, but there's a. So let's talk about the coveralls. Let's. You had a very busy day yesterday. Well, at least that's what you told us. You sent pictures to prove it, but <laughs> you were not in the studio on the show. No. You. Got to go to Mullet Arena yesterday. So let's talk, switch gears from the NHL. And just for a minute, let's touch base on ASU hockey because they start this weekend. Yes, they do. They play. Who do they play, Petey? I think they play the U of A club yeah. team. Yeah, they do. That's not going to go well for the U of A. Well, here's the thing. Like, I, I was talking about this with some of the players because they basically had a mini media day where they put players at different tables and, and reporters could bounce around and talk to them. After Greg Powers spoke, you, you had the assistant coaches there. Oh, nice. Dana and, and, and Albie, who we just had yep. on the show, were there to talk as well. So it was cool. It, it was good to get a chance to reconnect with that program because we haven't really been able to give them their touches with all that's going on with the Coyotes recently. But it's an interesting season for the Sun Devils, right? It's that last season of transition until the last piece of the puzzle is in place. They will join the NCHC next season. You and I have both talked about that. It's not like that's going to be an easy entry into that conference. That's probably the best conference in the country. They've won most of the national titles over the last little while here. Um, But... You also take out Robert Master Simone and Josh Doan. You wonder what this team's gonna look like. Well, Greg Powers was was preaching yesterday. He was yeah. like, We still have plenty of skill. Like you, you look at some of the players that they have, they have the Jacksons, right? Coming back. They've they've got Charlie Shane who's gonna be healthy. I don't people didn't get a good enough look at him. They got Ryan O'Reilly. Um They've got Lucas Sillinger. He feels like they yeah. have enough skill, but what they've really tried to do this year is get back to that old identity that ASU had when it really first came out of the blocks from club to Division One. 
be harder to play against. Mm -hmm. So they have added some toughness to this lineup, a lot of it actually, because he really wants them to play with that character. Tyler Gratton, by the way, enters the program and his name team captain says wow. a lot, right? Yeah. Like I, how often I, I asked him about it. He's like, yeah, it was actually a surprise to me. But it tells you what his teammates think of him, what his coaches think of him. It's an interesting season. I don't know what to think of ASU yet, especially coming off these weird last couple of seasons. Remember, they played their entire season on the road in the Big Ten. Yeah. It sort of stalled their momentum a little bit, but they feel like they're getting back to it. They've added Albie O'Connell to recruit. They've added Dana as well. So they, they feel like they beefed up their staff and it's, making uh, inroads in recruiting, as is the arena. So a lot of things coming together for ASU as they get ready to join a conference and add that last piece of the puzzle. And you talked about some of the scoring leaving this team and some of the leadership, and, and we get to see Josh Stone here often in, in the program. Yeah. Where where do you think one of the areas that they've been solid at is in the back end goaltending? Goaltending specifically. Yeah. So yeah, how do they feel? Filter. How do they feel about their their goaltending going into this? I season? I think they feel better about it because Homer Gibbs is probably going to get some games. If if you talk to Greg, he'll probably tell you we we overworked TJ a little bit. And I, I talked to TJ yesterday as well. And he's like, no, no, they didn't. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, go I'll in play. every game. I'll play. <laughs> he's good. Yeah. He wants to be in for every game, but they realized there were times where they probably taxed him a little too yeah. much. So Homer Gibson is at the point now where they feel like he's going to get some games. They don't know what that split's going to look like, but he's going to get some starts. So they'll be able to rest TJ a little more. It's going to be interesting to see how not only the freshman class from last year with, like, I mentioned Charlie Shane, who was injured. I, I don't think people know how good he is, but that, that class, as well as the incoming guys, how much that they can contribute to this team. And you're going to start seeing, I'll be talked about this when he's on the show. Um, you're going to start seeing an influx of even better recruits. They're in, as Greg said, living rooms they couldn't get into anymore. Part of that's Albie O'Connell. We know what he did at yeah. BU, recruited like an insane list of players, including Clayton Keller. Um, but also joining a conference is going to help because you have, first of all, you have the credibility of being in a conference. It's really hard to make the tournament as an independent. Greg mentioned it was like 30-some years. But when they did it, it had been 30-some years before the previous, uh, when the previous team did it. You join a conference. You have that possibility, even if some things go wrong during the season of the postseason tournament, you have that carrot to dangle. Yeah. Like he's talked about how hard it was to motivate his guys when you're sitting like in the 20s in, in the pairwise rankings. And you know it's not going to happen. Right. How do you get your guys motivated yeah. for the last six games of the season? It's really tough. Now they have that carrot. They have the legitimacy. They're going to have rivalries. A lot of things coming together for this program. The last thing I want to ask you about ASU is is you, you've talked about the, they're getting into the NCHC a year from now, not right now. And so the things you yep. just talked about, the tournament and trying to win a regular season, I think it's going to be a challenge for them right off the bat because there are some very established programs. So they're going to have to, they're they're going and running into that program. But yeah. what is a realistic expectation for this team for this season? Can this team make the tournament? Well, they, it's hard, again, as an independent, but they have a lot of home games, the most home games in his, in the history of the program. So you've got that going for you. And this is this like people look at the schedule and like, wow, what what they do? It's payback, really, for all the travel. As Greg said, because we travel more than any program in the history of Division One college yeah. hockey, they're getting all the paybacks, all these teams coming here. So you have the opportunity. If some of these guys can step up, you have a real opportunity to get into the tournament this year with all those home games. And if you do, what a springboard that would be going into the NCAH when you're coming off an NCAA tournament because you can sell that on the recruiting trail as well, right? Well, I, I'm excited to see this program get started, and I think they're going to... Um, yeah. I'm, I'm pointing to... 
I, I want to talk about U, oh, U, of U of A as well. Like, yeah, you, 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 I never got back to that. You yeah, asked it's, me like, about it's this. a club team. So what do we expect this weekend? Well, well here's Friday the thing. It's, it's a no-win situation for yeah. ASU, right? If you win the game, well, of course you did. You beat yeah. a club team. If they lose, yeah, whoa, chaos, right? So I don't know. It's but hard. At the same time, I'm glad that they have this rivalry. It's cool that they play U of A. I think it's good that those two teams play, and they're going to go into with a much different approach. The ASU is going into this. Hey, let's not get hurt. Let's compete. Let's use it almost like an accelerated practice. It's an exhibition game. And, and yeah. for for Tucson, it's everything. It's everything. Yeah. And so I, I think the mindset and the coaches have to meet before and, hey, let's keep this thing under control. Because really, really, you don't want anybody from either side getting hurt. They have to understand what the stakes are. So I, I, I don't have any importance. Just like we talk about preseason games for the Coyotes, same thing for this. I, I don't care about the score. I want to see, if I'm an ASU coach, I want to see compete. I want to see guys starting to follow the systems that we've been preaching on. Yeah. And I, I want to have something to build on as we get into the regular season. I'm not looking at wins and losses. I really am not. And I know you, you don't want that chaos season. So they are playing... It's here on this Friday and Saturday, so people can go down and check it out. Can't it's they? Friday, yeah. Um, oh, it's yeah. Friday? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Like, I'm going to be writing a little bit about this. I'll have some ASU notes just based off that media day. And, and one is on how this game came about. It's kind of cool. Okay, well, if you want to compete, too, the other thing you can do to comp- compete is jump over to Splash Sports. PHNX is a weekly pick. Pick X, is that a thing? DP, yep, and NFL Survivor Contest. So you can go in and compete against others for real money head-to-head on an NFL Survivor Contest. Head to SplashSports.com slash PHNX. The link is in the description to sign up, deposit, cash, and get started. And guess what? It's only $5 to enter, and you can play for actual real money in the Survivor Contest. The more you enter... The larger the prize, the more who enter, the larger the prizes are. So we'll be running weekly contests all, contests all year long. So make sure you go to SplashSports.com. Head to SplashSports.com slash PHNX to join in. We'll have different contests coming out. So we are all stoked to compete with and against all of you. Be sure to click on our link in the description. The other thing I want to make sure you do is stop by your local Circle K. I have to go get gas because I'm driving to Tucson. And um, I know you are too. I, I didn't even ask. Like, I'm just driving because once it's over, it's over. I'm not sticking around. I'm not going to wherever bougie restaurant you want to go to. I'm leaving. Wow. So okay. I'm gassing up at Circle K before I go because I'm part of the inner circle and I save 25 cents per gallon on my first six fill-ups at Circle K. I also can stop and get my sweat-free cup of Polar Pop. I like to say polar pop. Yeah, I didn't like you saying poles yesterday. I, you got to pull it. You got to pull yeah, the polar pop. I was uncomfortable. Grab with yourself some snacks, some juicy snacks at the Circle K. If you know, you know. And yank on some of that licorice oh, whips coming out. I, I am. I can't wait for the yeah, snacks. we're back to it. So the inner circle. So join the inner circle. And you do it for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating location locations visit circlek.com for details well craig anything else we got work to do we got to go we talk to these guys getting off the ice and i'd like to see at least one drill so <laughs> thanks to the ice then again marcy and matt mendelson we're in the michael hearn lobby at the ice den if you want a place to cool off check out the ice and they've got open skating here all the time so jump on and just google your ice den scottsdale and chandler to find out when open ice is available to go skate it is a beautiful way to get out of the heat and i know there's still heat here it's going to be over 100 degrees again today so pop in at the ice den so thanks to everybody here for hosting us today thanks for david ludwig for having us follow everybody on social media the show at phnx underscore coyotes at sean underscore depaz the man behind the mac at craig s morgan at Leah Morgan. Nope. No? Nope. That ha- nope. Never happened. What didn't? Leah Morgan. 
Leah Morgan? Leah, I did it again. Leah and I ha- are not married. No. I did it again. Do you know why? How can I do that? Because I do Craig S. Morgan and just Wilder right. at Leah Merrill. Sorry, go. Leah. I know you're listening. I'm sorry, Leah. Get, get well soon, and we'll hopefully yeah. see you on really the show soon, tomorrow. Leah. And I'm at S. Peters Hockey. Please follow the show. And you know what? I, I don't know why you're not listening to it on audio, too. Like, download it on your drive. Amen. It's everywhere right. you get your podcast. It's there. Just, just sign up and get to alerts, and it'll download the most recent, and you can listen to what you're driving around town. Why well, wouldn't you want to listen to us? I, who wouldn't want to listen to Buddy, our voices? Exactly. I mean, like It's I've, like music. Exactly. Yeah. So so download wherever you get your podcast today. Thanks again. Follow us on social media. Please give us reviews, thumbs up, all of that stuff, and we will see everyone. Tomorrow, where we are talking a lot more Coyotes hockey. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day, and we'll see you tomorrow.